Welcome to the Hunt the West podcast, where it's all about getting outside, experiencing the outdoors, having epic adventures, and just having a good time out hunting. At Hunt the West, my only goal is for you to get out and hunt. And one of the the best tools and best things that I've ever come across to help me with that goal of getting out and hunting is the canvas cutter bedroll. And if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm a big fan of Canvas Cutter and what they've got going on over there. And today we've got a special episode because we've got Seth Larson and he is, um, he started this company with his dad and they have developed this amazing system, this bedroll system. And well, they tell, they talk about it or Seth talks about it with me on this interview and he reveals how the company was started and why it can change the way you camp. So before we get into this interview with Seth, I need to kind of clarify a couple of things because we used some terminology in the interview that I didn't really explain and we just kind of kept going. So I wanted to reveal that up front so you're not confused when you get to that part in the episode. So we talk about two models of a bedroll that, um, that they have. One is called a dominator and another is called a fortress. The Dominator is a bigger one. This is the one that I personally use. The Fortress is just a little bit smaller, and I'm pretty sure everything else is the same on it. It's just the dimensions are a little bit more compact. So that's Dominator versus Fortress. And um, just so you know, we're going to give you a promo code if you want to get one of these bedrolls, which I highly recommend. And um, I've never done one of these before on the podcast, but I want to let you know up front that um, I purchased a Dominator before before I even started this podcast, before this was ever an idea that I had. It was just a product that I wanted, I purchased, and it has seriously changed the way that I camp. And I love it so much that I asked them to come on the podcast and talk about it because I just had questions myself so I wanted to know the answers to them and so I brought them on and I think you guys will really benefit from this product and if not if it's not something you're into the um, Seth tells some really cool stories including a story about how he killed a coyote with a bow yeah I know it's the real deal so you're going to want to listen to this one and at the end we'll reveal that promo code And without any further ado, here is my conversation with Seth Larson of Canvas Cutter. All right, Seth, welcome to the Hent the West podcast. I'm so glad we could finally do this. Yeah, it's been a journey to get here, but we're here. So yeah, exciting. (laughs) some technical difficulties, some other stuff, but we're here doing it. Thanks for letting, letting Canvas Cutter come on. Yeah, I mean, the listeners of the podcast already know that I'm a huge fan of your company and your bedrolls and everything. Thank you. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to have you on because um, I think it's helpful for people to understand a little bit who's behind it and kind of understand the whole purpose behind it. And I want to get into that today. So but awesome. let's first, um, let's start out with your personal background, a little bit of like how you grew up, how hunting played a part in it and how you started you know, what that life was like growing up and how you got into hunting and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just grew up in Springville, Utah. And ever since I can remember, in fact, before I was born, (laughs) 
my dad got me into hunting. They had a lifetime license and they were actually going to stop selling lifetime licenses. And so my dad ran down and he bought one and they were $500 at the time, which was quite a bit of money back in 1986. And he came home and he's, he told my mom that he's going to go back and buy me one. And I wasn't even born yet. She was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I've got to do it. So he ran back and somebody had bought one in between us. And then, uh, so he bought me a lifetime license. So before I was even born, I had a lifetime license no way. <laughs> uh, ready to go. And, um, then growing up, I would always go with my dad into the mountains, like all the time to look for deer and elk. And we have homemade videos of, of me shooting at elk with like my pop gun and stuff. And when I was little, my dad introduced me to like guns and gun safety and stuff. And I've just, I've always been around guns and hunting and it's just who, who I was. It's just what I did growing up is a lot of outdoors, a lot of camping, a lot of scouting, a lot of hunting, all because of my dad, really. He's the one who who would take me out. And as a father now, like it takes a lot of work to get your kids out and to spend like multiple nights camping out in the woods. And he did it. He did it. He took me all the time, even though I'm sure I complained a lot. And yeah, he put up with it and got me out. Yeah, that's no small feat taking kids hunting. Yeah. Um, I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and I can't even imagine taking them out with me right now at those ages. <laughs> I, know. I know. I've got a four-year-old too, and I, I'm thinking about taking them out, but it's just like I'm going like going out for a drive and like looking for things or scouting is one thing, but to spend like overnight trips and stuff is – is yeah. quite the feat. So, but you got to get them out or they, they don't, I don't think they catch the bug or the whole vision of it. And I don't know if the, the passion or love for it's quite the same if you don't get them involved early. Yeah. It's definitely a bigger challenge. That's for sure. And yes. I've actually met your dad. I haven't <laughs> in person. I haven't met you in person, but I've met your dad in person and, and I can attest that he's a really good guy. Super yeah. awesome guy. He is a good dude. He is a very good guy. And um, you guys actually, both of you kind of started Canvas Cutter. Is that right? So my dad, my dad had, so the story is like this. So my dad used to go into the, the roadless area of the book cliffs a lot with his friends. And they would get there in the middle of the night. They'd leave after work. They would show up in the middle of the night and they'd be tired. So they would just throw out on the ground or under the horse trailer or, and he's every, every time they did that, a thunderbuster would come at like two, two thirty in the morning. And it was just enough rain to get you up and you'd have to move under the truck or get inside the truck or something. And he always wanted something that, that would keep that, Thunderbuster from waking you up, just something to cover you, not a tent, something really simple, something really easy to set up that wasn't a tent for just throwing out of the truck for a night or two. And then a couple years had gone by, and we were, I was in high school, 
and we had deer tags for region G in Wyoming and we were hunting and we came back to our wall tent and some critter had ate a hole in the side of our wall tent. Like it wasn't super big, but like there was a hole there towards the, the bottom of the wall tent. And we were, we were laughing about it. And my dad was kind of annoyed because this is his nice canvas wall tent and some critter had come in a big hole in it. And every day when we would get back to our tent there, the hole would be bigger. <laughs> and when we got, so it became like this big joke and we tried to like put things in the way of it and everything and squirrel or whatever it was, it just was really determined to eat as much of that tent as it could. It was probably <laughs> taking it back to its nest. And when we got home, my dad tried to take his tent to some industrial sewing places to see if they would patch his tent, but they didn't want his dirty tent in their machines and, and nobody was willing to fix his tent. And so he thought that he would just buy his own sewing machine and he'd fix it himself. And so he did, he bought a, an industrial sewing machine and he patched up his tent and then he can't remember how it all came to be. He just knew that one day, like he sat down and started drawing out a bedroll and then things that he wanted and he started messing around and he ended up sewing just a really, really basic bedroll. But instead of snaps or clips or flaps, he just put a zipper in it and and he sewed one and he used it and a couple people like would make fun of him at first like what is that that's so silly and then they saw him use it and they're like oh that's actually really cool can you make me one so he he started making them just for his friends and then uh, my cousin Jeff Baird he lives in St. George in Washington and he they went to Wyoming on a hunt my dad used it and same story he kind of made fun of him a little bit for it and then thought it was really cool and so my dad made him one and pretty soon just word of mouth people seeing their buddies using them my dad started just after work once a week or so or once a month he would just sew a couple and then when people wanted them he would sell them for for pretty much his cost for making them and uh he just did that for a couple years and i served an lds mission and when i got home my dad was going to retire in a couple years and a lot of me and my sisters were like dad maybe you should like get a website and and do something with it because he would sell he would sell a decent amount just by word of mouth throughout the year and then my dad being my dad he would save the money up and around christmas time he would find a couple families that were in need and he would would give the money to to help those families have a christmas and and finally he was he retired and i was like dad let's get a website and Let's try to do a little advertising and see if we can actually start a business with it, like an official business. And so him and my brother-in-law and myself kind of started going. We got a website and we got on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. And, and then uh, my brother-in-law had started his own 
own company at that time and it was actually doing well and taking a lot of his time so he went and did that and and me and my dad just like uh started going i neither one of us are businessmen i i was a te- a high school teacher and he was a retired uh railroad worker and so we didn't know what we were doing and we had a lot to learn and there was a pretty steep learning curve but I had set these ridiculous goals at the very beginning of like uh, hooking up with Mountain Ops and doing something with Mountain Ops and getting on the Gritty Bowman podcast. And like I had all these goals of getting our bedrolls in the hands of certain influencers and people in the industry. And my dad, when I showed him these goals, kind of laughed. He laughed and he's like, okay, yeah, well, hopefully that can happen sometime maybe in a few years we can we can make that happen and then one thing after another just started people really in the industry really embraced us and were super welcoming and within six months I had accomplished all the goals that I had set goals that I thought like if this could happen within a couple years that'd be really awesome and in six months we we had already done something with mountain ops and went and met with them and did a vlog with them and a little contest. And then uh, we were on the gritty Bowman and we got our bedrolls into some influencers hands that we wanted to, that I didn't know if we'd be able to. And we, we did really awesome at the hunt expo and it's just kind of grown and developed from there. And the bedroll has changed substantially from those first ones to where like we added two more zipper pulls zipper sliders in it so it's really easy to get in and out and you can open it up on both sides and uh, we added weather flaps and it never had a pull system and it was too small in the beginning to have a pull system and uh, that actually came from a friend of ours who sleeps in it every single night alongside his bed next to his wife (laughs) he said that he had claustrophobic feet and that we needed to make it the sidewalls bigger because originally they they were really small actually and he's like you need to make them bigger my feet are claustrophobic and we kind of made fun of him and we're just joking around then we're like what the heck we might as well like let's try it and we did and we loved it and then i can identify with that i'm the same way my like when you climb into like a hotel bed and the sheets are are so tight that you can't even get in it and your feet are like tied down. I mean, that's not yeah. how, how tight it was, but yeah, and it's not super yeah. comfortable, especially if you're a back sleeper, it makes it even worse. And so we made the sides bigger and it was nice. It was a lot nicer and it gave us room to, to put a pole system in, which was a suggestion from somebody else too. And we kind of figured that out. And so it could have a pole system and it just, it slowly developed and morphed and then, uh, we were thinking about making a smaller one or one that tapered and uh, we were in the process of doing that and the hidden instinct boys Garrett and Micah they work for the forest service uh, as firefighters and they suggested making one that like firefighters could use while they're out and where they can be mobile and where it's better than just a tarp which most of them use and and so they gave some suggestions and, and we came out with the fortress and we had the dominator and stuff. So it's just kind of grown and developed over time and it's happened really fast. I mean, 
this February will be our third year of actually like being an organized business. And it's just been incredible. It's been been awesome. It's been really, really fun. And then uh, just a month ago, a month and a half ago, I, I went full time. So I, I quit my job as a high school teacher and, and now I'm doing canvas cutter full time. So living the dream. Yeah. Living the dream. Seriously. Yeah. Well, first off, just congratulations. I mean, Oh, thank you. I think it is just a testament to the product itself, just how rapidly it grew. Um, because when people talk about it, that just, that means it's good. I mean, I know I talk about it nonstop and, and (laughs) it's just because it really has changed the way that I hunt and what I'm able to do because, you know, I go up and I think I've told the story on the podcast before, but I would sleep in my car, you know, cause you don't want to set up a tent after you've been driving all day. And then you sleep in your car and I have like a crossover, like a Hyundai Tucson Mm -hmm. and like, I don't fit inside it. And so when it's raining or if it's super cold, like, it's just not as convenient and not as comfortable. Right. And so that's just changed it. Cause I can just go anywhere and I can leave at any time. And I, it doesn't matter what time I get there and you just roll that thing out and climb in and you're good to go. <laughs> well, a lot of people, a lot of people are skeptical in the beginning because I, I don't know how many people really understand the concept of it or how comfortable they are and how easy they are to like set up and to take down. And it really does, it really does change the way you camp and it makes it so much easier to get out and the hassle of packing and unpacking and trying to remember uh, like your stuff for your contacts or like your pillow or getting all these different bags just to be one system. Yeah. It makes it so simple and so easy to get out, which is usually something that keeps people from getting outdoors more is just because it's a hassle. Like yeah, setting like, up a I tent. Need, yeah. Do I, do I need to put a tarp on it or no? Yeah. Or like, do I need to, do I need the rain fly or do I not need it? And it just simplifies yep. it so much where you're like, yeah, you put, you've got your canvas, the foam is inside it you put your sleeping bag in there and you just roll it all up and you go. And then yeah, that's where I store my sleeping bag. My, yeah. my sleeping oh, yeah. bag lives inside the bedroll. That yeah. is where you it don't is. Need, <laughs> you don't need to unpack your bedroll when you get home. You don't need like a lot of people will even put like extra jackets or clothes in it or have a little bag in there that they can have yeah. their contact solution and toothpaste and stuff like that. Yeah. Like and I it's keep a just headlamp always in there. there. Yeah. yeah. Headlamp. Yeah. It's always there. It's always ready to go. So literally like you throw your, your clothes on, get a cooler with some drinks and food and throw that in the back and you're good to go. Like you don't have to spend an hour packing stuff and unpacking, which is such a hassle. So it just simplifies it. But as soon as somebody will try it out, it takes probably one or two times. And I think there's, they're pretty sold on it. Or if you go out with a buddy who has one, I think a lot of people see that too and just how simple it is and how comfortable they are and and they sell themselves that way. Yeah. I mean when you see the when you when you go like if you're going with a buddy and 
he sees your gear pile and you've got like a bedroll and a backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe a cooler full of food. Like, yeah, it's like so simple, but so effective and so, so comfortable. Like I honestly, like when I, when your buddy's spending 15 minutes setting up his tent and then, 20 seconds yours is unrolled and you could go to bed whenever you wanted yeah that's it's a game changer yeah or they're fiddling with poles and you're like sitting there gl- <laughs> yeah. glassing yeah because you know you're already you know, yeah spot get and deer. to where you're going <laughs> and do what you want to do there and don't worry about like you don't have to worry about setting up camp when you're yeah. tired and ready to go to bed unclip three buckles and then go to bed yeah <laughs> It's so awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. And um so another question I had was talk about the the canvas itself cuz I know one of my reservations before I bought one was how can canvas be waterproof? Cuz when I think of canvas, you know, I have my life before the bedroll and then my life <laughs> right. after the bedroll. <laughs> right. But before the bedroll, I thought of canvas as like one of those spring bar tents. Mm-hmm. And when it gets wet and you touch it and the water just wicks right through. Wicks through. Yeah. So explain a little bit about the canvas and how it's different from. Okay. So the canvas, the canvas is a really, really good material to use for a sleep system for the simple fact that it's extremely breathable or more breathable than most fabrics use. Like a lot of people want to call the bedroll a bivy, but it's not a bivy. It's not the same thing. And so, because canvas breathes you get a good breathability which mitigates any condensation buildup like there are times where because of the atmosphere and science you're not going to change it you can get condensation on the inside but for the most part they breathe so well that you shouldn't have a huge problem yeah uh, with condensation but the canvas the canvas has been been treated uh, with a Teflon waterproofing on the outside. So with our new Dominator 2.0, we stepped it up another level too. Our old one was just a Teflon waterproofing. It was a double-coated canvas. So they uh, coated it on the inside and out of the canvas to make it waterproof. It's really It was really water-resistant, the canvas. It would wick the water off. It wouldn't wick through because the water couldn't get into the fabrics of the, the canvas and so and the fibers of the canvas. So the water would just run off and you could have it pool up on your bedroll and you're not going to have any uh, water coming through because of the Teflon water coating. Um, with the Dominator 2.0 though, it has the same outer coating, so it's still got the Teflon waterproof coating on the outside. So, like, if you sprayed it with the hose or if it's raining, you'll literally see the water will, like, beat up and just run right off. It can pool on it, and it will just sit there. But on the inside now, it's got a, a breathable PU coating on the inside. So, before it was water repellent, and now it's, like, legitimately waterproof. And it still retained its breathability, which is super nice. But now it's even more waterproof. So if something was to happen on the outside of your bedroll and that Teflon water coat got ruined, the PU waterproof coating on the inside is still going to protect you. So regardless of what happens on the outside, 
that PU coating will keep the bedroll waterproof, not even water resistant, it's waterproof. And because of the PU coating on the inside, we were able to tape all the, all the seams of the bedroll and the bottom of the bedroll, where before, because we do so much sewing for the handle and the straps in the bottom, it pokes a lot of holes in it. So it's susceptible to leaking and wicking water in. So we would have to glue the bottom of the bedroll to, to make sure that that didn't happen. And now it's just super, super clean. Uh, it's all taped on the inside. And instead of seam sealing, uh, using a seam sealer to seal those seams, which which will evaporate after a couple of years. Um, and all you'd have to do is re-seam seal it. Now they're taped, so you don't, you don't even have to worry about that. And the tape will last the life of the bedroom. So, yeah. So yeah. when I was we, reading we about the waterproofing game up. Yeah. Well, before I, I like when I was reading about the Dominator 2.0, I was thinking to myself, wait, isn't it already waterproof? Cause I, I saw a guy, um like floating on a pond fishing in his <laughs> yeah. canvas cutter <laughs> yeah yeah sawyer peacock <laughs> took his bedroll out and because of the because it's because the canvas won't want, let water through and he had foam in it and the foam yeah. would float he just laid down in it and he went and fished in a pond and his <laughs> wife took a couple photos i thought that was so awesome and so it when you guys were awesome. like yeah we improved the waterproofing i was like how do you improve on that <laughs> like, <laughs> the, well the problem with the that we were we would have it wasn't a problem but occasionally when we would get the canvas from our supplier when the canvas is one run through the waterproofer I don't know if it would have glitches or whatever, but there's no way to visibly see the waterproof coating on it. Right. And so occasionally, I mean, when you're cutting up and sewing thousands and thousands of yards, occasionally we would get a bedroll that would, and we warranty it. So we'd get a bedroll sent back and they would say it's leaking and we've never had one leak. So we, we would test it and it would get like a random spot on it where water would wick through and so we we would send them a new one but it would get frustrated because there's no way to detect that before it gets wet and right yeah and like and, the consumers already it. got it and they're out right hunting. the consumers <laughs> already got it they're out yeah. hunting and it, it rains all night long and in one spot it water starts wicking through and the first time that happened it it only happened like four times but we like really stand by and guarantee our product. And so it was super frustrating. We're like, we've never had one leak. Like how on earth that they must be doing something wrong. And we got it back and tested it. And sure enough in a spot, it, it would, it would leak through like the water. It didn't get water waterproofed in that spot or the machine like glitched or I don't know what didn't happened. Spray but, it evenly or yeah, however. Didn't spray evenly. And that, it only happened a handful of times, but we, we're not all, we're, we're about it not happening ever. Like that shouldn't happen. And, and now it can. Now the Teflon coating on the outside, um, if that was to happen, it's got a PU, breathable PU coating on the inside. So it can't happen. Like it's not possible. So you're, you're extremely protected from the elements and you don't have to worry about reseam sealing it in five years or whatever it's yeah. it's just good to go yeah that's awesome so because when i was reading about it i was like 
you guys are nuts. Like <laughs> you guys are just going like so like solid and so bomb proof that it's becoming, well, I mean, you're, it, you call one of your models the fortress and like, it, it yeah. it's kind of like a fortress. But, yeah. Um, we, we got tired of spending a lot of money on gear that was supposed to be really, really good. And then you would get it and use it once or twice and it started falling apart. That was super frustrating to us. And we like, we want people to buy gear that they can depend on and that is, is worth the price that they're spending. And so we're trying to make products that you can rely on and that you can trust and that is bomb proof and that will last a really long time. Cause we just got sick of getting products and spending a lot of money on gear that was supposed to, uh, be high quality and last and it wouldn't last a season or yeah, it would, in two seasons, it would start breaking down. We wanted to provide people with something that they could depend on for a long time. And I mean, my original bedroll is uh, 19 years old now, going on 20 years old. Oh, no and way. It's <laughs> still, it's still going. Like it's That's dirty. Awesome. And there's a spot where my brother-in-law accidentally burned a little hole on it and we had to patch it, but it's still going. Like you don't, you don't get that out of too many products anymore. Yeah. And so we kind of pride ourselves in the fact that we, we make high quality gear that is supposed to last a really long time and that you can depend on. So it frustrates us if, if a customer is having a problem with it, like we, we have to make it right. It just, it bugs us to no end yeah. if the customer is having a problem. Yeah, that's right. That's good that you guys stand by your product. Um, I know I, I reckon I only recommend stuff that I have used and I feel like I can be honest about mm -hmm. and um, the canvas cutter bedroll is like one of my top, probably like my top two things that I can recommend like wholeheartedly. I appreciate um, that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I know one of the other things that um, my questions, you know, cause when, when you're, we're paying for something that's, you know, it's not a cheap, item to no, buy like i i'm like doing my research and i'm like asking other people about them uh, i was worried about condensation because mm -hmm. um i just yeah like i couldn't see how the condensation wouldn't build up if you were zipped up inside there and then when i used it i noticed that if it was super cold and super humid like there's no like if you can see your breath that's there's going to be condensation on on a surface and the nice thing about the canvas is that it's kind of stiff mm -hmm. so if you have that that the pull system you can kind of open up the zipper and fan it out and mm -hmm. it can be raining like crazy and the water just drips off and then you've got air to you know let it vent out from your breath yeah so there's what, there's a few circumstances like you shouldn't have condensation problems other than if it's rained like all day long and the canvas becomes saturated, it clogs the pores. So obviously it can't breathe. Mm -hmm. 
And then like you breathe out a ton of moisture throughout the night through your breath, like, and then through your body, like you're leaking a lot of moisture and that's got to go somewhere. So it's going to go up and hit the canvas. And for most circumstances, even if you got a little bit of condensation in there, when you wake up in the morning and you flip the canvas off, like in a couple minutes, it does not take long. It's completely evaporated and dried out. Yeah, that's There's, been my experience. If, if it's really, really wet and saturated, you might get some condensation. But most of the time, even then, if you have the weather flaps unzipped appropriately mm-hmm. on both sides, I don't, get, I don't get condensation. The canvas will feel wet, but it's not. It's just cold from the, the rain yeah. and from the temperature outside. Times where you will see condensation and there's really nothing you can do about it is if it's really cold, the same thing will happen. If, if the canvas isn't covered, it will get frost on it. The frost clogs the pores and then you're in there huffing and puffing all night. That moisture has to go somewhere. So it'll hit the canvas. It's not able to go through and the temperature of the air isn't warm enough to allow the moisture to go anywhere. And so it will freeze to the canvas. Yeah. So you'll wake up in the morning and there can be frost frozen to the canvas, but the same thing, like as soon as the sun comes out, you throw it off like a minute, maybe two minutes and it's evaporated and gone. Yeah. But it, 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 with the pole system. And like you said, the canvas is so stiff that you literally can push it up and it will stay off of you. And what's super cool, especially if you're going to camp when it's cold, is our new pole system goes the full length of the bedroll. And so it holds the canvas off of you completely and off of your bag. So if you are in cold weather, uh, the fact that the canvas is off of your bag increases its breathability, which mitigates a lot of condensation. And if you do get condensation, it's off of you. Like it, so it's pretty slick that way, especially if you're going to camp in colder weather, that new pool system is, is money for that. Oh, I didn't know that. So the, um, is that just with the, the dominator 2.0, that pool system? So the pool system will fit in any dominator that we've made. Oh, okay. So if you, so it's just the new pool system. Yep. It's just a new pool system. It fits in our original dominators and it fits in the dominator 2.0 cause they're the same side size. We just stepped different features up on the new dominator, cool. but yeah, they'll fit in any, any dominator and it, it's the full length of the bedroll. So it holds the canvas completely off you, which has a lot of good features. Like it will retain a little more heat. It, the canvas will breathe better. If you're running a down bag, it keeps the canvas off the down bag, which allows your down to keep its loft a lot better, right. which means you're going to sleep a lot more comfortably and warm. So uh, we just barely came out with those last week, but oh, maybe that's why slick. I haven't heard about them yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, they're called the full length full system. Oh, cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. I might have to give myself one of those. Yeah, they're pretty. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, okay. And then to shift gears here a little bit, mm-hmm. I need to hear the story about you. You posted a picture on Instagram of you with a coyote and your bow. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it's sweet. pretty, pretty epic. So I've got to hear the story about that. Okay. So for a very long time, I've had this daydream of like shooting a coyote with my bow. I don't know why that's so cool to me, but I saw a YouTube video of this guy who films a lot of his hunts and he would go out and actually like call coyotes in and he would get doubles with his bow. And no I just way. Yeah. With a compound. Yeah. Yes. With what? a compound bow, he would get doubles and he films it too. Like you can sit there and watch it. And so that would just get me daydreaming. And I've always been like, that'd be so cool to smoke a coyote with a bow. Right. If he can get two, I can get one. I can at least get one, right? And so I was out with a buddy of mine and we were hunting the extended archery unit in Utah. And um, we were driving down the canyon and he he sees a lot of things that he thinks are deer. <laughs> and then when we stop or back up or turn around, they're usually not. He's like, oh, and, giant buck, 180 buck. Right. Oh, we got to <laughs> oh, stop. Oh, just kidding. And then it's, right. it's a, a rock dope. or it's a log <laughs> or... Like it's not even a living organism, but, um, so that was, that happens a lot. And he said, but sometimes he's like, sometimes it is. And it's like, how did you see that? Cause he's legally blind in one eye too, which makes it even more interesting. Oh, wow. but, um, he's like, dude, I think I saw some deer like down the ridge in the bottom. And I was like, Oh, okay. And it was, I could tell it was really bugging him. Like he wanted to turn around really bad. And he's like, we've got to go check it out. Like there could be a buck with him. And so I was like, okay. So we turned around and we started heading up the canyon and I was looking down in there. And sure enough, I see this doe like running, not, not standing there walking, just straight up running. And I was like, oh yeah, dude, dear, 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 dear. So we stopped and we had a game plan because this is like the fourth time this has happened today where we've seen deer from the road and then got out and they moved off or we couldn't get a shot or anything. And so I said, I'm going to bell out. You go up a little bit further and then I'll walk down to where we saw him. And so that was the plan. So I got out and he went up the canyon a little further and I had my bow and I got to where I saw that doe and I couldn't see any deer. Like I was looking all over through these oak trees and there's some pines and stuff. And I couldn't, I couldn't see a deer, but down below me about 20 yards, there was something, my eyes wouldn't pick it up. And then finally it moved and it was a coyote and it was, it, it just moved its head and it was looking at me and it just stood there and I drew my bow back. And before I could shoot, it just trotted off. It didn't run off or anything. It just trotted. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to walk down the canyon a little ways and I'm just going to keep looking and see if I can see it again. So I, I walked about, I don't know, maybe 50 yards down the canyon and I look over to my left and this coyote is underneath a pine tree looking up at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. So I drew my bow back and I have that Garmin sight on my bow. So I ranged, I drew my bow back. I ranged him. He was exactly 30 yards. Oh my gosh. And I put my, and he's just standing there looking at me. So I put my pin just right behind his shoulder, hit my release and heard my arrow hit. And he yelped a couple times and flipped down into this ravine. And I was 
freaking out. I was like, that did not just happen. I, I just, and I ran back and my buddy Matt thought that I had shot at a deer because that was the whole plan. Right. Because you know, and that's he's the like, tag you have in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. He, he heard a yelp and he's like, I had no idea what you just shot or like what just happened. Like, why is a deer making that noise? And he's like, did you get it? I was like, dude, I just shot a coyote. And he's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I just shot a coyote. And so we went back to where I shot and walked down and the coyote went like five feet and died and slid down into this oh little ravine. Like it, he went nowhere. That is awesome. And I went and I had heart, I just heart shot him from 30 yards and we're sitting there. The story gets even cooler. So we're geeking out that I just shot this coyote with my bow. And I'm geeking out because it's like been a dream of mine to do that. And he's like, I can't do it. I can't believe you shot a coyote. That's so awesome with your bow. Like, this is so cool. And we're sitting there talking out loud about this. And I had said a little earlier in our conversation, I was like, now we just need to kill a buck. Like, how cool would it be? No if way. like in a few minutes we kill a buck and and we're talking and we hear a deer blow like and we yeah. look up and there's a doe probably 12 <laughs> yards away from us looking at us and she blows again and turns and starts going down the canyon now i only saw the one doe and so i figured if there is a buck because they should start the rut anytime now if there if there is a buck with her they're gonna he's is gonna follow right on her, her down the canyon so i i jogged down the canyon probably 40 yards and i saw this really big lane that they would have to come through and i'm standing there and a deer doesn't come through it my buddy matt's like dude seth buck 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 come here come here come here so i run back to him and there is a really good buck and he's trotting away from us now and he's about 40 yards and he stops and it's a hard quartering away. And I draw and try to get a range on him. But by the time I get a range on him, he turns and he's going directly away from us. So I let my bow down and I try to track him down and he circled us. I followed his tracks. It had snowed a skiff and he had circled us. And I could never catch back up to him, but he was a really good buck. But I couldn't believe it. We're sitting there geeking out on this, that <laughs> I shot this coyote. And it turned out there were three does. And then when I went down with that one doe, this buck stepped out. And my, my buddy's like, he was like 35 yards away, standing broadside, staring at me. You could have shot him all day. Oh, my gosh. So that was, crazy. It was so crazy. It was so awesome. What but, a day. Yeah, it was a pretty good day. I was That's pretty stoked so about awesome. it. It was like one of those days you just like, you will never forget, even though you didn't fill your tag. Yeah. It's like an epic day. Yeah, and it was the reason why the deer, so when I was tracking that buck, that coyote had, I kept cutting his tracks. He had been chasing those deer around in there. So, so there. I saw the deer running, which got us to stop. And the reason I saw the coyote was because the coyote was messing around with those deer. And then I shot the coyote and the deer were coming back to see like what was going on. And there we were. And I would just moved out of position. Had I st stood where I was at initially, I probably could have got a shot off at that buck. But wow. That regardless, so awesome. I was pretty stoked. It was a, it was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Like lifelong dream fulfilled. <laughs> yeah it was sweet <laughs> i mean it makes sense like 
people shoot coyotes with shotguns all the time. So why yeah. wouldn't you be able to do it with a bow? Yeah, but, and I can't believe I don't know whether because of all the traffic in the canyon we were in, because it is a heavily trafficked canyon. I don't know, but the coyote was like super chill. Like he stood there for probably a minute before I realized what he was the first time. And then he let me draw my bow back. And then he just trotted off. He didn't run off. And then when I walked down the canyon, I looked down and he was already standing under the pine tree looking up at me. And same thing, like I stood there, drew my bow back, got a range and hit the release. And then I don't, he was, I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> it was a really cool experience. That is so awesome, man. I'm, I can't even, I don't even have words like that is just so awesome now I'm, my mind is spinning i'm like how how am i gonna do this <laughs> yeah. yeah i need now i need to call one in i need to yeah. like actually call one in and and try to get it that way yeah oh man that is so awesome yeah, yeah i'm gonna just, do that actually that's my that's i'm gonna next do that. goal level yep, up next goal yep time to level up <laughs> cool that's awesome well this has been awesome i um as I've said before, I'm just a huge fan of what you guys are doing. I think um, it helps people get out and hunt, which is my motto here on Hunt the West is to get out and hunt. And mm -hmm. when you're getting out and um, all you have to do is roll out a bedroll, then you can spend more time hunting and less time fiddling with camp and stuff. And, yep. um, anyway, so um, you were going to hook up my listeners with a promo or a, yeah, a promo code or coupon code if they wanted to get yep. themselves um a bedroll so yeah, we'll um, get a promo code hooked up for your audience to where they could get 15 percent off of a bedroll if they would like to change the way they camp to and maybe simplify their outdoor experience we can ho hook them up with that cool and i will leave a link to that in the show notes and um thanks for coming on seth this has been awesome skylar thanks for letting yeah. me come on i appreciate it Cool. Thanks, man. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation I just had with Seth Larson of Canvas Cutter. That promo code that you're going to be able to use is HTW. If you use that code at checkout at canvascutter.com, you'll get 15% off. So go to canvascutter.com, order yourself a bedroll, improve your outdoor experience, all the stuff we talked about in this episode. I am probably sound like a broken record at this point. But it is true, it will help you in your outdoor experience. So order yourself a bedroll, use the promo code HTW at checkout and save yourself 15%. Um, after this call, Seth and I actually kept talking for like another 15 minutes or so. And uh, we talked about a little bit more about the foam and how awesome it is and all this stuff. And anyway, he, he gave us some some pretty good tips that I uh, I thought would be beneficial to put in the end of the podcast here just as a, as a wrap up he mentioned that you know every type of foam that you use is going to have a lifespan and the foam that they use is actually really high quality that's why it's not as cheap as something you could just buy at home depot for 20 bucks or something but that requires some extra care and you can get a lot more longevity out of it if you store it either really loosely rolled or if you store it like I do, if I have enough room in my basement, I just I just leave it flat in my basement. And I keep my sleeping bag in there. I actually keep two sleeping bags inside mine, plus a 
down blanket and like three pillows. <laughs> it's all about comfort, you guys. This is not something that you're going to take into the back country. And that's another thing that I wanted to kind of talk about is not just the, all the pros, but there are some cons, you know, this is not something that you are going to fit multiple people in. This is for a single person. So if you're going with a bunch of buddies and you used to take a tent and now you're not going to take a tent, you're going to take a bedroll. You just need to take that into account because you're not going to sleep in a big wall tent together, whatever. So you can't fit multiple people in there, but I mean, what's better is you should just get a bunch for your friends. That's what I would do is try and commit, um, convert people <laughs> to the canvas, quarter, the canvas cutter style, you know? Anyway, but yeah, so you can't fit multiple people in there. It's for a single person. It is not a light system. You're not going to be using this in the backcountry. But as far as car camping and staying mobile, running around, looking, you know, running and gunning, that kind of style, um, you can't beat this system. So I just wanted to kind of put that out there and let you know that, yeah, like this is not for everybody. And just be totally honest with you guys. Like, I mean... There, by using the code, the HTW code, it helps out the show and it helps out Canvas Cutter, it helps out you because you get an awesome product. Everybody wins when you use that promo code. But I wanted to kind of be honest with you guys up front and let you know that, you know, they're not paying me to say any of this. Like, Seth didn't tell me anything I need to talk about. He just offered up the code of his own free will. So, um, and I want you guys to know that I don't recommend products that I haven't personally used and don't, I won't fully stand behind. Like, that's just not how I want to do things. Like I'm not in the podcasting game to make money. Um, if I was, then I wouldn't do it because yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So I just want to be completely honest with you guys and let you know my feelings about that. So anyway, you can get some additional info. You can go see that picture of Seth with his coyote. If you follow him on Instagram, you can go look up that and all this stuff is going to be in the show notes or you can go to huntthewest.us slash 11. And the main thing is if you know, if you're not in the market for a canvas cutter bed roll, the, the point is you need to simplify the way you camp and, and realize that you don't need a ton of amazing gear just to get out there. But this is a really easy way to simplify your experience and go kill it in the outdoors. So go ahead, do that. Use that code HTW at checkout on Canvas Cutter and get out there and hunt the West.